Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast as a part of the Fans First Sports Network and the Block M Podcast Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me, my interim co-host here, Amazing Brew Football recruiting contributor, Zach Brenninger. Zach, uh, how you doing, man? It was, uh, I'd say, a decent uh, way to kick off official visit season. I think this upcoming weekend is going to be even better. How are you doing, my friend, Zach? Yeah, I'm I'm doing doing very well, Vaughn. Thanks for having me back. I, I guess I did well enough for you to keep me on. So uh <laughs> couldn't be couldn't be happier to be back. And uh yeah, I, I, I can't can't agree with you more. I think this is gonna be a very exciting official visit weekend coming up here. Yeah, there there are a lot of names, a lot of really highly regarded prospects coming to Ann Arbor this weekend for an official visit. The same will be said the next two weekends as well. So this is really uh, the Kickstarter for what is to come. I kind of expected the first weekend to be kind of tame, a little bit more quiet. I really didn't think anyone would commit coming out of the weekend. And as we sit here recording this on June 5th, around four o'clock in the afternoon, that is uh, still the case. No one has committed from this past weekend uh, as far as the visitors go. Uh, we'll obviously keep our eyes peeled for potential commitments, but as of right now, none so far. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what I anticipated. Um, so it's it's not like uh, it's bad. It's it's not all bad news by any means. That there will be more commitments to come, and uh, perhaps we can get uh, some uh, something to talk about as far as commitment goes next weekend. Um, because there are a lot of really highly regarded prospects with crystal balls in for Michigan, might I add, uh, that are going to be coming in this weekend. So let's just start right at the top of the list as far as star rankings go for the prospects that we're going to talk about today. Now, we can't talk about all these guys. We'd be recording this for three or four hours just to get through all the kids that are going to be coming through. So we're just going to stick to five, the five that I deem uh, very important, potentially the most valuable uh, to Michigan's 24 class. Uh, let's just start right with uh, the the five star on the list, and his name is Justin Scott. He's a uh, interior defensive lineman, listed at six four, three hundred and ten pounds. He is from Saint Ignatius High School in Chicago. He is ranked number twelve overall on the composite, the number three defensive lineman, and number one player from the state of Illinois. In this class, there are 
Two crystal ball predictions in, one for Notre Dame and the other for Miami. He is also coming off a visit to Georgia this past weekend. So he's got Michigan this weekend and then Miami the following weekend. And then after that, he will officially visit Ohio State. Really, with all of that said, in my mind, Zach, this recruitment could really be anyone's for the taking. If I were to guess, though... Michigan is probably behind a couple of these schools, if not more. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Miami led at the moment. And the reason I say that is that the Hurricanes have a lot of momentum going on and they are NIL friendly. The more that this goes on, the more I like the NIL friendly schools for Justin Scott. Think back to Nicholas Harbor's recruitment in the last cycle. South Carolina eventually won out, and that was in large part because of NIL. Michigan had everything else that South Carolina was offering, if not more academically and on the football field. But in this day and age of recruiting, uh, you have to be able to uh, give your fair share of NIL dollars and recruits like Nicholas Harbor and like Justin Scott uh, you know, quote unquote, know their worth and they can make money at these schools like South Carolina and like Miami and USC and so on and so forth. Michigan uh, is lagging behind in that department. As we all know, they don't just give out dollar for dollar uh, millions of bucks to recruits. Uh, it just doesn't happen that way in Ann Arbor. So uh, my guess, Zach, is that if this visit goes well, um, it, it won't really move the needle a ton. I think it could give him something to potentially ponder, but I think at the end of the day, uh, one of these other schools is probably going to win out for Justin Scott. Of course, we'll absolutely see how the official visit goes, but I feel like I've seen this recruitment uh, one too many times, and uh, most recently uh, this past cycle for Nicholas Harbor, another five-star defensive lineman. So with all that said, Zach, I'll throw it to you for your thoughts Uh, On this one, what do you think about uh, uh, Michigan's chances for Justin Scott and uh, where he may end up when it's all said and done? Yeah, to be honest with you, I really don't think Michigan has much of a chance for Justin Scott. I mean, an official visit is an official visit, so that's always nice to have. But uh, like you said, the comparisons to Nicholas Harbor, I think, are spot on. And, And with Nicholas Harbor, we have to remember that Michigan was a favorite for for quite some time with his recruitment, but towards the end, um, as you mentioned, NIL and the uh, the draw that that brings um, obviously convinced him to to commit elsewhere. And and with Justin Scott, I don't even get the feeling that he is um, considering Michigan as a top school. I think he's going there because um, or go, uh, visiting Ann Arbor because you know because of the draw of playing for the Michigan Wolverines. Um, he's a Chicago kid. There's a lot of Chicago or alumni in Chicago, so. Um, and it's relatively close to home. I think that's the, probably the biggest draw. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, this looks looks like a, a Miami commitment. And uh, well, good luck to him playing in South Beach. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he did commit to Miami. I, I do think that they're probably among the leaders in this recruitment right now, just given the fact that they have uh, the most recent crystal ball put in. Notre Dame's is, is a tad bit older, but... Um, yeah, I, I think Miami, I think um, these sorts of schools that are in recruitments like this, they really have something to offer that Michigan can't. So I, I do think that uh, his interest in Michigan, 
I don't deny that it's legitimate. He has been recruited uh, for a very long time by Mike Elston and Jim Harbaugh. So he is at least receptive. And I think it's just quality news that Michigan was even able to book the official visit in the first place. Now, with all of that said, I do think that there are times where prospects just officially visit just to go somewhere. I'm not saying this one is exactly the case, but I I also wouldn't be entirely surprised if uh, Michigan made no headway coming out of this official visit. Obviously, this all remains to be seen. Uh, We'll have to just sit back and and see the process play out a little bit. But I think uh, some of the other defensive linemen that we'll talk about a little bit later on, Michigan has a better chance with. So I just think Justin Scott, very talented prospect. I think he will do very well at the collegiate level, whether it's at Miami or Georgia or somewhere else, Notre Dame. They got a crystal ball for him. Um, I, I just don't see it happening at Michigan. But let's move on to perhaps a you know another prospect that Michigan may not have the best shot with, but they're bringing him in on an official visit anyways. We're going from the defensive line to the defensive backfield for this next recruit. We're going to talk about one of the nation's best cornerbacks, and uh, his name is Bryce West. He is a four-star from Cleveland, Ohio. He is five foot 11, 177 pounds. He is number 43 overall on the 24-7 composite, the number four cornerback in the nation and the number one player in the state of Ohio. There are seven crystal balls in at the moment in favor of Ohio State. Very unfortunate, but... Michigan has been one of the constants in this recruitment, despite all the noise coming from the Buckeye State for him to stay home. He has this official visit this weekend for Michigan, and then the following weekend, he will be at USC, and then to close out the month of June, he will be at Ohio State. So, Zach, I I think this one is kind of similar to Scott's recruitment where There was some early Michigan buzz going, but I don't think Michigan will eventually get good news in this recruitment. This just feels very well set up for Ohio State to get good news at the end of the month. Bryce West doing his due diligence with some of the other schools uh, at the top of his list other than Ohio State. He has spoken favorably about Michigan. He has spoken favorably about USC, but Ohio State is the one uh, really just the, the juggernaut in this recruitment uh, with all the crystal balls in there, with the uh, hometown school factor going on uh, in Cleveland is, is very much pro Ohio state area. So I, I just think this all sets up for Bryce West to uh, commit to Ohio state uh, towards the end of June. So uh, do you feel similarly to me or do you have a different opinion on this one? Do you think Michigan has a, a better shot than what I'm, uh, uh, speaking about right now. Well, Vaughn, I, I think Michigan does have a legitimate shot with Bryce West, but it, it does appear that he's going to be an Ohio State Buckeye at the end of the day. I think the biggest questions going into this official visit is uh, whether Clink, uh, Coach Clink Scale, and uh, just uh, Jordan Marshall, uh, another Michigan commit from Ohio, can work their magic with him. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, he seems like a Buckeye. Um, Cleveland, as you mentioned, is a is a very tough area to pull um, recruits out of, uh, especially if ones that Ohio State wants. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think I agree with you. Um, he's going to be a Buckeye at the end of the day. But I, I I really think if if Michigan can sell him on the schematics, because um, uh, Aaron Scott's also mentioned, uh, he's another 
uh, top uh, cornerback from the state of Ohio has mentioned the schematics being a big draw for Michigan. If Coach Klingskill can talk that up, I think there's a, there's a chance, but it's um, it's really looking like an Ohio State commitment at the end of the day. Yeah, guys, I, I know everyone listening to this is probably a Michigan fan right now, so bear with us. <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna get uh, more positive as the podcast goes on. We just got to get some of these higher regarded kids that Michigan is uh, is in on uh, out of the way first. But yeah, I mean, this one it's tough. Michigan, I thought Michigan had a really good chance um, a few months back when he visited unofficially back in the winter, uh, early spring. Uh, but it, it just seems all Ohio state at this point, all, all those crystal balls in for Ohio state. Um, and, and you bring up Aaron Scott. I think Michigan's got a really good chance with him and we'll talk about him next week when he, uh, comes in for an official visit as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to Bryce West, it, it just, it doesn't seem like good news is on the horizon for Michigan. They'll certainly have to look, uh, elsewhere for a de- more defensive backs in this 24 class. Well, speaking of more defensive backs in this 2024 class. Let's talk about another one. And I think Michigan's got a much better chance with this guy. Another potential key member of Stink, uh, Steve Klinkscale's secondary in this 24 class. He hails from the great state of Tennessee. His name is Boot Carter. He is a four-star prospect, uh, kind of a versatile jack-of-all-trades uh, player in the secondary can play the nickel, can play cornerback, can go to safety. He can really do a whole lot at five foot 10, 184 pounds. He is ranked number 240 overall on the composite, the number 20 athlete in the nation and number three from the state of Tennessee. This is his one and only official visit he is taking before announcing his commitment on June 17th. Uh, the only issue is that there are two crystal balls in for the in-state Tennessee Volunteers. So they are certainly Michigan's biggest threat in this recruitment. Like I said, Carter, he he can slot in perfectly to the nickel position in Michigan's defense. That's primarily where they're recruiting him, uh, but he can play certainly a, a bunch of other positions in the secondary. And despite him not being a top 200 prospect, A lot of teams seem to think he is an elite recruit in this class. He proved that over the weekend at the Wayne State College Showcase in Detroit. He excelled at both corner and wide receiver. He really put on a show. He was one of uh, the highest regarded prospects at the camp, according to 24-7 Sports. So really good player, uh, potentially, to join uh, uh, Michigan's secondary uh, in this class. So, uh, Zach, Michigan could really use a nickel in this class, and Carter, like I said, he'd be a perfect addition to that uh, for uh, the 2024 recruiting cycle for the Wolverines. He's also pretty close friends with Michigan commit four-star safety Jacob Odin. That's always a great thing to have when uh, you are recruiting another top player at uh, a similar position and certainly a position of need in this class because they kind of missed out on their uh, top a uh, uh, nickel uh, cornerback uh, recruit target in the 23 class uh, in Aaron Gates. He uh, stayed committed to Florida throughout the entire recruiting process, even though Steve Klingscale tried to flip him very late. It just didn't work out. So Boo Carter, certainly uh, uh, Klingscale's top uh, uh, defensive uh, target at the nickel position uh, in this 24 class. So, I think Michigan's got a really good shot. If they roll out the red carpet, I think they could 
potentially get him to commit uh, to Michigan instead of Tennessee. As of right now, I'm I'm still thinking Tennessee leads, but there's certainly a lot of time for Clink and company to change his mind. So, Zach, what are your thoughts on this one heading into the official visit? Yeah, I think Michigan and Tennessee are neck and neck in in his recruitment. I, obviously, on paper, when you look at Michigan being the only official visit, it, it would seem that, and obviously his his commitment being shortly thereafter, it seems like Michigan would be in the lead. But I I have to agree with you. I I think Tennessee is about um, if if we're if we're going to go on a track metaphor, about a meter ahead of Michigan in this in this race and going down the final stretch. I I do like him as a as a player overall. I've heard a lot of good things about him, seeing some of his film. I actually like him as a safety. I think he'd be a very good um, Jabril Peppers type player for Michigan. Has potential on both sides of the ball. Um, but yeah, I unfortunately, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a Tennessee volunteer. But uh, stranger things have happened. Hopefully Michigan can roll out the, the red carpet and uh, Jacob Oden can uh, hopefully bring his friend to uh, to Ann Arbor. Yeah, you you bring up a very good point about stranger things have happened. And that's kind of... The mantra that I go by with recruiting is that you never really know what's going to happen until it happens because there have been so many weird things uh, on the recruiting trail just over the last few years for Michigan. The one I really always think back to is the Daxton Hill recruitment where he was committed and then decommitted and flipped to Bama. And then on signing day, he flipped back to Michigan and it wasn't even announced until Michigan had tweeted it out with his uh, uh, national letter of intent uh, being faxed into Ann Arbor. So you, it's just recruiting is so strange sometimes, and we never really know what's going to happen until something gets announced, usually on Twitter or of the like, you know, a 24-7 or an on three or rivals or, you know, one of the major news outlets. So, you know, all these prospects that we were talking about today, Justin Scott, Bryce West, Boo Carter now, um, you know, it would be a major shock if the first two committed to Michigan. Uh, but like you said, stranger things have happened. And would it be a shock if Boo Carter committed to Michigan after a successful official visit? No, it would not because of all those things that we have mentioned with his uh, aforementioned a really good friendship with Jacob Oden, his his uh, relationship with Steve Klink scale and the other commits in this class. He's been very vocal about how uh, a lot of the committed players to Michigan in this 24 class have been kind of in his ear recruiting him to Michigan. So it would not shock me of the slightest if he were a Wolverine uh, at the end of the day. Now, you really just, you got to wait and see with, with this stuff. And, you know, you see the two crystal balls for Tennessee and you just assume, oh yeah, well, he's, he's certainly going to go to Tennessee just because of that. There are a couple predictions in from experts who cover this stuff. Sometimes you can never really predict these things uh, in the moment. And then you see something happen and it's not what you expect. And you're like, well, shoot. Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. And it's like, yeah, it's recruiting. It's I always have that mindset with recruiting because it, it's so interesting to to follow uh, with the with the visits and who gets offered and all this other stuff. So, uh, again, you know, it, it doesn't look like very good news for these first three prospects, certainly not the first two, but stranger things have happened, like you said, Zach. So I digress. Let's move on to. 
another prospect. Uh, by the way, I haven't said this yet, but all of these prospects that we're talking about, they're all on the defensive side of the ball. Want to get that out of the way now? And you may be interested in why that is. I would say a lot of the focus uh, this upcoming weekend is on the defensive side of the ball, but also there are a lot of prospects on the offensive side committed to Michigan already with, you already got the quarterback, you've got a running back, you have two tight ends, you have a, a plethora of offensive linemen, and you have a wide receiver already committed in this class. So I wouldn't freak out if you're just thinking, oh my God, so many defensive linemen, so many defensive backs, it's it, it's okay. That's That's kind of how it goes. And there are other uh, prospects on the offensive side of the ball that will be visiting Michigan this weekend. But uh, simply, uh, I, I just didn't want to bring them up because I, I don't know if Michigan really has a, a super legitimate shot with like the likes of five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo and uh, similar prospects like that. So I, I just want to have that be thrown out there now. I should have said that uh, a long time ago. So now that that's out of the way, Let's talk about another defensive lineman uh, that is going to be coming in this weekend to Michigan. And uh, his name is Owen Waffle or Wafel or, you know, whatever you want to call him. It's it's one of the two. Waffle, Wafel. I've seen it pronounced both ways. Um, it, we'll certainly see what happens with, with that. But he is 6'2", 290 pounds. He is from Princeton, New Jersey. He was once committed to Notre Dame, but backed off that pledge a couple weeks back so he could take this official visit to Michigan it's it's the dumbest rule that Notre Dame has for the recruiting is that if you are committed to Notre Dame, you cannot visit other schools, but well, you can, you just have to decommit. So that's what, that's what Wafel did. He decommitted so he could take this official visit to Michigan. So uh, you assume that uh, good news is on the way. So he is ranked uh, number 405 overall, number 41 at the defensive line position and number eight, from New Jersey. There are a whopping eight crystal ball predictions all in for the Michigan Wolverines. So I assume that if all goes well on this visit, Mike Elston is probably going to land another prospect along the defensive interior in this cycle to pair up with guys like Ted Hammond and Jared Smith, Emmanuel Beigel. So uh, Zach, this is a very important visitor coming in this weekend, perhaps one of the most important given how close it is that it seems like he is too committing. So want to get your thoughts on this recruitment heading into the weekend, where you think Michigan stands and how likely it is you think he could be a Wolverine by the time uh, the weekend comes to an end. Yeah, I actually think it was kind of comical that well, as soon as he decommitted, it seemed like all the crystal balls came in from Michigan. So I thought, so I thought that was that I thought that was a little bit of Schadenfreude, uh, enjoying enjoying that um, you know, Notre Dame lost a, a commit, but yeah, I happen to agree with you. I think that's one of the one of the weirdest and, and dumbest, perhaps, uh, recruiting rules in the country. But anyway, uh, I speaking of Owen, I think he's a great defensive tackle. I think he was listed on the edge not too long ago, um, but two four seven moved him over to the defensive line uh, as a projected position. I really like his upside. I think he's a very physical run stopper looking at his film. Um, and uh, I think if he can work on his pursuit skills a little bit, I think he could, he could uh, develop into a, into a very, very solid defensive tackle for the Michigan Wolverines. I really do like Michigan's chances with him. Um, I don't know how soon we should expect a commitment, but I think it's, I think it's around the corner. I'm not going to lie. I think it's around the corner here. 
Yeah, I think so too. He had a uh, recent interview with EJ Holland over at the Wolverine.com, part of the on three network. And he was asked by EJ when he expects to wrap up his recruitment. And he said that he, he wasn't entirely sure, like specifically, but he said that it would probably be sometime after official visit. So it's probably on the horizon. I would be, um, I I'll put it this way. I would not be entirely surprised whatsoever. If he did commit after this official visit, it really seems to me like he's just coming on this official visit to ensure that Michigan Ann Arbor is the place for him and that Mike Elston is the coach that he thinks he is and that the the culture is right. And he is a very highly academic kid. So there's no doubt that Michigan is going to suit his needs there. It's just really a matter of does he fit in well with the players? Does he fit in well with the coaches? Does he get good vibes from uh, the town of Ann Arbor? All of it. So I uh, really expect good news for Michigan for this one. I don't know entirely specifically when it's going to happen, but I do anticipate Michigan uh, being in pole position right now for Owen Wafel. And I certainly would not be surprised if, uh, you know, Sunday, Monday rolls around next week and uh, we hear some uh, uh, commitment news out of that. Um, I, I'm not sure if he has any other official visits lined up, but if he if he does, then it obviously come after that. If not, uh, probably sometime shortly after that, I would imagine we would hear uh, some good news uh, coming for the Michigan Wolverines. So really nice prospect. Um, Notre Dame was really high on him, and then he just wanted to take this official visit. He had to decommit, and uh, the rest is history. So, you know, like we said, really dumb recruiting rule. Oklahoma does the same thing. Clemson does the same thing. It's just really a disservice for the kids. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but every time I I hear it, my skin just crawls like, oh, my God, just let the kid do what they want. Like just a little ridiculous. But I digress once more. Um, Finally, let's let's talk about our final prospect here and and we will wrap up the podcast and I'll I'll just do a quick rundown of uh, the other expected prospects to come. Uh, in this weekend for Michigan, obviously, again, uh, a major disclaimer, uh, there's always additions, there's always subtractions. Example, last week, Jordan Ship ended up coming in, and uh, a, a, a Gallagos, the uh, a safety that we uh, discussed last week, he did not visit. So, um, again, if, if someone that we talk about does not visit, um, you know, these things just happen uh, in real time. They get canceled a day or two before and other players get confirmed a day or two before. So, um, you know, nothing we can really do about it, but we can certainly always bring uh, the most up-to-date visitor list on mazenbrew.com, which is exactly what we will do this week and for all of the weeks for official visit season in the month of June. So um, bear with us with all of that. Now, uh, moving to our final prospect that we'll talk about today Another defensive tackle that we're going to talk about, and this is a big one. He is three-star, David Pale Pale. He is listed at 6'3", 288 pounds. He is originally from Alaska, but currently resides in the state of Pennsylvania. He is uh, number 751 overall on the composite, number 76 along the defensive line, and number 23 uh, in the state of Pennsylvania in this class, which to me, severely underrated prospect. This dude is a monster nose tackle could really be a a great future, a defensive tackle in the big 10 because his top two 
are Michigan and uh, Penn State, seemingly. Uh, the latter of which they just got um, it got him to officially visit uh, Penn State this past weekend. And the insider for Penn State, recruiting insider on 24-7, said the Nittany Lions did a good job with him uh, this past weekend, but uh, he's still confident in his crystal ball prediction for Michigan. And Steve Lorenz of the Michigan Insider also wrote earlier this week that he is also close to putting in a Michigan prediction of his own. So, Zach, um, my God, it, it is entirely possible that Michigan comes out of this weekend with two more great prospects along the interior of the defensive line with uh, Wafel and Pale Pale. When it pertains to Pale Pale, he is certainly a prospect that Michigan does not currently have in this class, and they would not get it from Wafel either because him, Beigle, Jared Smith, uh, they are not entirely suited for the nose tackle position like Pale Pale is, and I think this would be a great pickup uh, in this recruiting class. And like I said, don't worry about the ranking because this dude is just a, a freak of nature. So, Zach, uh, this would be a fine addition to Michigan's class and one that Mike Elston would uh, be ecstatic about. What do you think about this recruitment heading into the official visit and your thoughts on um, the Michigan versus Penn State recruiting battle? Who you think has the edge as of now? Yeah, well, an interesting note uh, or an interesting factoid is that he's actually the cousin of Penny Sewell. So we actually might have to keep an eye on him for uh, occasional fourth down passing plays. So uh, <laughs> anyway, if you're a Lions, live for the Lions fans out there, if you don't know uh, what I'm talking about, yeah, Penny Sewell, uh, who was a offensive tackle, came up with a clutch clutch play towards the end of the season for the Lions. So anyway, uh, I think maybe we should keep an eye out for him on the offensive side too. But uh, yeah, I think he projects very well as a defensive tackle. He's He's basically a prototypical tackle when you look at him. You look at his film, um, he's a tackle's tackle, if you know what I mean. So I really do like Michigan's chances with this one. Um, it, obviously, it's going to come down to Michigan and Penn State, but um, with the buzz coming out of Penn, the Penn State visit, Penn State uh, recruiting analysts still liking Michigan's chances here, I, I think I think we're in a similar situation with, with Wafel, um, that it's only a matter of time for, for a Michigan commitment to come in. Yeah, I think so too, man. I mean, this is uh, one of those recruitments that, you know, they, they didn't offer him uh, very early on in this cycle. They came in a little bit later. He was kind of an unknown commodity on the recruiting trail. But, man, I mean, he is kind of blown up over the last little bit. And he's still only 751 overall on the composite. But trust me, his his ranking, it should continue to go higher and higher. I think back to Kenneth Grant a couple of recruiting cycles ago. He wasn't a highly regarded uh, prospect either. He was a three-star kid. Obviously, he had a, a, a very nice offer sheet uh, that consisted of Michigan and Ohio State. Pale Pale has a, a nice offer sheet that consists of Michigan and Penn State. Uh, so you imagine that, uh, you know, with the crystal ball being in with – uh, the Penn State insider saying that he's still confident in the Michigan crystal ball with Steve Lorenz saying that he he's probably going to put in a crystal ball of his own in the near future. Really just it, as long as things don't go horribly, terribly wrong this weekend for the official visit, I would imagine that he will also be a Wolverine uh, at the end of the day. Him and Wafel being in the interior of the defensive line, along with guys like Jared Smith and, and Manuel Beigel and Ted Hammond. I mean, they're really building out the trenches 
uh, in this recruiting class on the offensive and defensive side. It's, it's looking really, really nice. And at that point, if they get these two guys on board, really just need to uh, cash in on a few more edge prospects. And then you're pretty much done in the trenches in this recruiting cycle. So we'll, we'll certainly keep you posted on all of this and more not only on the recruiting podcast here on future blue, but also on mazebrew.com. So uh, don't go anywhere with all of that. Uh, we will certainly bring you updates on all of that uh, as this unfolds. And like I said, recruiting, it's, it's a constant thing. You never really can anticipate when these things happen. So, uh, you know, if it's not immediately talked about on the podcast, it will be immediately written about on mazebrew.com. So again, just stick with us as all of this unfold. So that is all the time we got for today. Really quickly, just wanted to go over a few of the other names that are expected uh, to be in Ann Arbor this weekend. Uh, Obviously, we mentioned five-star Ryan Wingo. He'll be here. Uh, Three-star wide receiver Elijah Moore as well. Uh, Micah Capana, a three-star running back. Uh, That is uh, a really interesting uh, recruit there. I'm I'm certainly interested to see how that one goes. A four-star offensive tackle, Bennett Warren. Uh, Emmanuel Beigel, who we mentioned, who is a commit, he will also be on campus this weekend, as will four-star edge Elias Rudolph, uh, another four-star edge Dominic Nichols, and then uh, four-star safety Jordan Johnson uh, Rubel. They will all be in Ann Arbor. Uh, at least tentatively uh, this upcoming weekend. So uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast here today. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon, follow Maze and Brew on all the social platforms, follow Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. For Zach Brenninger, my name is Vaughn Lozon. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next weekend uh, with more Michigan football recruiting official visitors. And as always, go blue.